Today we enter our third of five weeks looking at the time of what I guess we could call the United Kingdom of Israel. We started two weeks ago with the story of Samuel's parents, and then we talked about Samuel, the last of the judges, and then last week we moved to Saul, the first of the kings. And even since last Tuesday, we've been hearing about David, who clearly was going to become the next king. It is in today's passage that he is crowned king of Israel. David finally united the kingdom and runs off the Canaanites. But it's not an easy endeavor. David's greatest military accomplishment is mentioned in today's passage, and that is taking the city of Jerusalem from the Jebusites. Ironically, though, the name Jerusalem means a city of peace. And we're going to be reflecting on this idea of the city of peace in a time of military conflicts as we go forward. Today's Mass is being offered for peace throughout the Middle East. According to that source that I use so much in my preaching, Wikipedia, I quote, Jerusalem has been destroyed twice, besieged 23 times, attacked 52 times, and captured and recaptured 44 times. Jerusalem has been the source of conflicts between religious groups and secular societies. It has been the source of conflicts between Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. It has been the source of conflicts within sects of each of these three religions. And yet, its name means the city of peace. How is Jerusalem a city of peace? The book of Revelation envisions a new Jerusalem. Perhaps that's how it will be the city of peace at the end of time. How will that occur? Will God vanquish the foes of one, of one group and let the one group have its way? Or is it that all the parties will finally hear God's call to truly reconcile with one another? We are all called to be agents of peace, to be agents of reconciliation. Even if David first claimed the city of peace for God through an act of war, how can we become reconcilers? By being advocates for justice for others, more than we worry about each of us receiving what we think is fair to us. I think that that word fairness is the great, great temptation, the great work of Satan trying to stop us. It's not about everybody getting what's fair. It's about things being just. And when we care about others receiving justice, more than us getting what's fair, that's when we will have peace. One example of somebody who worked for peace in a, in a way that we wouldn't think of as maybe being an advocate of peace would be our saint of the day, Angela Marici. She founded the Ursulines. 
nuns who are nuns who have done much to educate women in a time when a lot of women didn't receive education. A way of caring for those who needed justice. And actually, many parishioners of ours, or at least a few, have been educated by the Ursulines. Let us not divide ourselves. Jesus talks so much about division in this gospel passage today. But let us together drive out the Satan that tempts us towards division.